Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 27th of January 2024. This is Janet and your other readers are Andrew, Amanda and Brian and the editor this week is Andrew. We're all members of Team 3. Many of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headlines, residents face council tax increase of 5%, major local housing development may not have affordable housing and a star performs at a local supermarket. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, this is Andrew. Residents face council tax increase of nearly 5%. Plans to increase council tax by 4.99% for the coming financial year have been proposed by Hertfordshire County Council. Overall spending on council services including education, social services, highways and public health is set to go up to £1.1 billion next year, £98 million more than in financial year 23-24 but that would require savings of £46 million as well as plans to use £13 million of council reserves and to increase council tax by 4.99%. While council tax bills are made up for portions for district, county and sometimes parish or town councils as well as local police, typically the county council's share is the largest. The proposals were presented to a meeting of the Council's Cabinet with four-week scrutiny before the full Council meets to set the budget on February the 13th. Executive Member for Resources and Performance Councillor Bob Deering referred to the difficult situation for local government, but highlighting the proposed £98 million increase in revenue spending to £1.1 billion in 24-25 said these were proposals they could be proud of and he suggested the council was in a much better financial position than many other councils across the country as it had resisted earlier calls by opposition councillors to dip into reserves. The national climate for local government finance is very difficult, he told the Cabinet. But we are in a much better position than many councils in the country because we have managed our affairs so well for the last several years. Had we given in to those demands the that the situation facing us today would have been even more challenging than it is. Uh, as he catalogued uh, elements of the proposals, he highlighted the almost half a billion pounds that would be spent looking after adults and the 256 million looking after children. And he also pointed to just under 100 million pounds earmarked for community protection and 140 million on growth and environment. Hello, this is Amanda. Residents conned by fake jobs scam. Hertfordshire residents have lost £40,000 in three months to fake job scams. Police said that 15 victims across the county had lost a total of £43,015 since November 2023, including £10,883 from three Watford residents. Other significant losses include one victim from Boreham Wood who lost £10,333, while residents from Potters Bar and Hemel Hempstead were conned out of £9,000 and £6,500. The force said the fraudsters target job seekers with fake job job opportunities on social media or via WhatsApp and text. They ask for a payment to continue the fake application or for bank details to set up salary payments, which are then used to access the victim's account. 
Please urge potential job applicants to be wary of messages with poor spelling and grammar and of any messages from personal email addresses. If in any doubt, they should check official records to confirm the organisation exists and contact it directly to confirm the offer is genuine. Fraud triage manager Julian Griffith said, If you receive an exciting job opportunity sent directly to you via social media, you should proceed with caution, especially if you haven't been actively looking for a job. Hello, this is Brian. Will a new housing development have affordable houses? There is no guarantee 483 new homes in Hemel Hempstead will feature any affordable housing developer has suggested. FTSE 100 firm Berkeley has plans for an estate with buildings up to 10 storeys high on former gasworks in London Road. As part of the planning application, consultancy firm Vincent and Gorbing has said it will be challenging to meet a Decorum Borough Council policy requirement which dictates 35% of homes in larger developments should be affordable. Berkeley's St William Arm asked the Hertfordshire Authority for permission to build 441 homes on the site as part of a 2021 application. The developer withdrew the application in 2023 after the project stalled due to viability the need to put money into special children's woodland projections and new rules which demand house builders provide at least two staircases in buildings over 18 metres in height. The Decorum Borough Council published the details of a fresh application for 476 flats plus seven houses this month. A viability assessment is part of the planning process which looks at whether the value generated by a development including affordable housing, is more than the cost of developing it. There were almost 400 burglaries across Hertfordshire last month, a spike of 23% compared to the same period last year, latest figures have shown. Hearts Police issued a warning to homeowners after 385 break-ins, including 80 burglaries targeting garages and outbuildings, compared to 311 the previous December. The latest statistics sparked the force into issuing prevention advice to tackle the problem, such as ensuring garages and sheds have adequate security. Homeowners should reduce access to their rear garden by padlocking gates and securing wheelie bins so they can't be used to climb over. Garden tools should be marked with a postcode and house number and locked away after use. Bicycles should also be kept in secure sheds or garages and registered with the bike register scheme. Star performs at the local supermarket. Ronan Keating was spotted serenading customers at a supermarket in Hemel Hempstead. On Monday, January the 15th, the former Boy's Own frontman was spotted with his guitar singing to customers in Tesco Extra. As part of a marketing launch from the supermarket giants, the 46-year-old is visiting Tesco supermarkets across the country. Instantly, videos of the Irishman singing some of his best-known hits went viral on social media with shoppers expressing their shock at seeing the presenter and singer whilst they were collecting groceries. One joked on X, me doing my shopping and stumbling across Ronan Keating in Tesco Mobile, Hemel Hempstead. Others on social media displays, displayed their amazement at seeing the star singing in a local shop. One TikTok user said, I wish this was my Tesco, and another added, no way, imagine. 
One of the most shared clips shows Keating singing the choruses of Life is a Roller Coaster and When You Say Nothing at All, among other hits in a 90-second medley. Recently, the singer changed his name on social media to Roaming Keating. It has now been revealed that his change was a nod to his role as Tesco Mobile's official roaming ambassador. Tesco Mobile says the occasional one-show presenter is visiting more mobile shops across the country in his new role, which will last on in, until 2025, as well as singing a few of his beloved hits. The former boy band pinup is also giving out holiday vouchers. The Marlowe Shopping Centre in Hemel Hempstead has presented its chosen charity for 2023, British Heart Foundation, with a fundraising total of £5,000 after the success of their Santa's Woodland Grotto. The grotto, which ran for six weekends and the full week leading up to Christmas, was based at the Marlows and themed around a magical woodland walk. Each twist and turn revealed a spectacular photo opportunity or craft nook and was decorated with fairy lights for a calming and magical experience. The experience finished with a meet and greet with Santa himself, where children could tell them them, him their Christmas wishes in exchange for some chocolate coins to take home. The grotto also featured SEN sessions for those looking for a quieter experience, proving to be incredibly popular with families and ensuring that everyone could participate in the magic of Christmas. Due to the rising cost of the living, the Marlows kept the grotto as a free activity for families to enjoy, ensuring that nobody would have to miss out at Christmas time. Instead, optional donations were encouraged to support the chosen charity British Heart Foundation, an organisation that prides itself on funding life-saving research for the United Kingdom. The £5,000 donation will be invaluable in assisting with this research. Approximately 70% of all donations to British Heart Foundation is spent directly on funding research, whilst the remaining amount is invested to grow their income. Humphrey Mwanza, Centre Manager at the Marlowe's Shopping Centre, commented, We are so thrilled to present British Heart Foundation with £5,000 as a result of our generous visitors to Santa's Woodland Grotto. This has been the cherry on the top of a fantastic 2023 for us, and we know that the money donated to this brilliant charity will make a real difference to those impacted by heart and circulatory diseases. Thank you so much to everyone who came along and who donated to the cause. High Sheriff to visit Hearts Libraries The High Sheriff of Hertfordshire, Liz Green, is set to visit all 46 libraries across Hertfordshire within three months. As well as highlighting the joy of reading, she will raise funds for Hertfordshire Community Foundation, HCF, which supports small charities across the county. The tour, themed The Joy of Reading and the Impact of Low Literacy, will highlight literacy challenges faced by individuals in prisons, on probation and in our communities. Liz will also raise awareness of community activities libraries offer for people of all ages. She also aims to explore the practical day-to-day -day challenges posed by low literacy skills, such as applying for work, reading a bus timetable or instructions on a medicine bottle, and combat the stigma associated with low literacy. Liz also volunteers for Shannon Trust, an organisation dedicated to improving literacy skills and well-being for those in prison via a peer-to-peer, one-to-one teaching model. The charity, renowned for its exam-free approach, is extending its support to those on probation and individuals in communities in Hertfordshire. Beyond the literature focus, Liz aims to raise funds for the High Sheriff of Hertfordshire's charitable fund, managed by HCF. 
Liz is inviting individuals to join her on her tour. As part of the regular My Macula and Me podcast, a new mini-series called Bite Size Benefits will cover a range of topics related to financial support. The first three episodes will focus on personal independence payment. New episodes will be rolled out over the first few months of the year and the Bite Size Benefits episodes will be co-hosted by Macula Society Interim Director of Services, Emma Malcolm, as well as Working Age and Young People's Service Manager, Colin Daniels. Colin said, Understanding which benefits and financial support are available to people with sight loss can be a minefield, so we'll be tackling that and breaking down what people may be entitled to. There are many additional costs involved for people living with sight loss, such as extra taxi or other transport fares and increased lighting bills at home, but there are benefits to help and we can show you how. The Macula Society's My Macula and Me podcast episodes can be found on all popular podcasting platforms including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. What's on at the theatre? The Court Theatre, Pendley, Tring. Tuesday 23rd to Saturday 27th of January, The Little Shop of Horrors. The meek floral assistant Seymour Krelborn stumbles across a new breed of plant he names Audrey II after his co-worker crush. This foul-mouthed R&B singing carnivore promises unending fame and fortune to the down-and-out Krelborn as long as he keeps feeding it blood. Over time though, Seymour discovers Audrey II's out-of-this-world origins and intent towards global domination. Friday the 2nd of February, Jeff Norcott, Basic Bloke. On his sixth UK tour, Jeff Norcott will be trying to make sense of the current cultural and political scene with his playfully provocative brand of humour. Whether it's the dire blandness of the two main parties or the shamelessly shoehorned write-on messages in adverts and films, Jeff will continue to tread in areas much of the comedy world leaves well alone. Saturday 3rd of February, Tringfest 2024 is set to be the best indoor festival of this winter. Raising money for Hector's House and with a lineup featuring some of the most premium local acts including Screaming Irene, Rockbone, Liam King and more. This one is not to be missed, completely free, so why not spend the day letting your hair down and watching some great local talent. Let Tringfest 2024 rock your winter. Tuesday the 6th to Saturday the 10th of February, Lord of the Flies. After a plane crash leaves a group of school children stranded on a remote island, they attempt to establish order and survival. However, their society unravels, leading into a descent of chaos and primal instincts. Back to nature for a final resting place. Many people are opting to go back to nature by selecting green burial for when they die. The idea of a green funeral is about simplicity and rejecting much of what can be seen as urban and fussy in what we may class as a normal or traditional funeral. The definition of a green burial is a little non-specific but is generally a burial that takes place outside of a traditional cemetery or churchyard, says Director of ISCA Funeral Services Limited, Michael Hull. Green burials can be in a woodland or flower 
wildflower meadow setting. They promote the use of natural materials such as biodegradable coffins or shrouds, often made locally, and the sites are managed to encourage wildflowers and native trees, as well as an abundance of wildlife. Be aware that the sites often have a very rustic look with long grass and maybe even stinging nettles. Typically headstones would not be permitted, but some sites allow stone plaques set flat into the ground. A natural burial ground will often have a structure where a ceremony can be held at the time of the funeral and this structure may be of a natural construction. Many people from all walks of life opt for a green burial. They are especially suitable for people who like all things natural and to whom a rustic setting far from the ordered structure of a cemetery would have a greater appeal, says Michael. The services are often led by a celebrant or family members and are without the more traditional prayers and hymns of a traditional service. Having said this, many natural burial grounds also welcome a minister to lead a religious service. Obituaries Kathleen Mary Ashby died on the 23rd of December 2023, aged 97 years. She will be missed by all family and friends. There will be a memorial service at Wigington Baptist Church on Monday the 5th of February at 1.30, followed by the cremation for close family. Sadly, we announced the death of Mavis Ruxton, who passed peacefully on the 4th of January 2024, aged 83 years. Mavis was a deeply loved wife, mother, nana and friend, and she will be greatly missed. The funeral will be at Chilton's Crematorium, Hampton Chapel, at 11am on Monday the 5th of February, family only followed by a celebration of Mavis's life for all family and friends at St Mary's Church, North Church, at 2pm. Family flowers only, please. Make charitable donations to Hospice of St Francis, Berkhamsted. Enquiries for both these to Malcolm Jones and Metcalfe on 864-548. May they rest in peace. Cinemas. The Rex Berkhamsted, Wonka, February 1st, 10th and 20th. The brains behind Paddington, plus a charming Timothée Chalamet, gave Roald Dahl's Cherish book a prequel of full of irresistible velvety sweetness. Taking cues from the Gene Wilder original, as opposed to the slightly creepy Johnny Depp version, this sweet and infectious film has Chalamet as a young, starry-eyed Willy Wonka starting up his confection empire. The film is packed with wacky hijinks, such as Wonka being forced to work in a laundrette by two Dickensian grotesques, played by Tom Davis and Olivia Colman. These moments are heightened by the brightly coloured, stripy costumes, the wacky inventions, oodles of Dahl-esque wordplay, and a range of clever cabaret numbers and Broadway show tunes. Napoleon, February 2nd and 3rd. Ridley Scott shows throws historical accuracy and authentic accents by the wayside and delivers an action-packed epic only someone like Scott knows how to pull off. Starring Jacqueline Phoenix as the little conqueror himself, the film takes an in-depth look at Napoleon's origins and his swift, ruthless climb to emperor, viewed through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Josephine, a scene-stealing Vanessa Kirby. Their relationship was complicated by the fact that Josephine never gave Napoleon any children, leaving him without an heir. 
They divorced in 1810 and Napoleon remarried another woman who could produce a son. Also showing late January and February, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and Maestro. Cineworld Hemel Hempstead. Films playing from Monday the 29th of January include Dear England, National Theatre Live, Joseph Fiennes of The Handmaid's Tale plays Gareth Southgate in James Graham's of Sherwood, gripping examination of nation and game. The country that gave the world football has since delivered a painful pattern of loss. Why can't England's men win at their own game? With the worst track record for penalties in the world, Gareth Southgate knows he needs to open his mind and face up to the years of hurt to take team and country back to the promised land. Filmed live on stage at the National Theatre, Rupert Gould of Judy directs this spectacular new play. Poor Things, from filmmaker Yargos Lanthimos and producer Emma Stone, comes the incredible tale and fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter of Stone, a young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and unorthodox scientist Dr. Goodwin Baxter of Dafoe. Priscilla. When teenager Priscilla Bewley marries and meets Elvis Presley at a party, the man who is already a meteoric rock and roll superstar becomes someone entirely unexpected in private moments. A thrilling crush, an ally in loneliness, a vulnerable best friend. Through Priscilla's eyes, Sophia Coppola tells the unseen side of a great American myth in Elvis and Priscilla's long courtship and turbulent marriage. From a German army base to his dream world estate at Graceland, in this deeply felt and ravishingly detailed portrait of love, fantasy and fame. What's on locally? Tring Farmers Market at the Marketplace in Tring, 27th of January and 10th of February, on, from 9am until 12.30pm. Gadespring Cress o Beds Open Days are on the 25th of February and the 28th of January at 11am. Gadespring is the site of a former watercress farm located in the Boxmoor and Chaldon area of Hemel Hempstead. The four-acre cress beds site is situated on the south side of Chaldon Meadow between Camelot Rugby Club's pitches and the Grand Union Canal, which runs parallel with the site, and is adjacent to Old Fishery Lane, which runs off Chaldon Lane and Northridge Way. On the last Sunday of the month, members of the general public can visit the site and guided tours are available free of charge. The entrance is the last gate on the right in Old Fish Fishery Lane, just before the Canal Bridge heading south. Continuing what's on locally, Open Door Repair Cafe on 3rd of February, 9.30am to 12.30pm. Do you have something that needs fixing? Prefer to mend it than throw it away? The Open Door Repair Cafe takes place on the first Saturday of every month, 9.30 to 12.30 at Open Door on Berkhamston High Street. You're invited to pop in with your broken things and let our experts take a look. You can even enjoy a cuppa and a cake whilst you wait, either inside or in our lovely garden. We ask for a voluntary donation in exchange for your repair and any refreshments. 
All donations after costs will go towards the running of Open Door. Your donations are very much appreciated. We will have a range of expert repairers available each month such as electricals, sewing and textiles, bicycles, jewellery and glassware. Whereabouts Open Door 360 to 364 High Street, Berkhamsted and when the first Saturday of the month 9.30am to 12.30pm. Comedy Dirty Dusting, 24 Grove Theatre, Dunstable, January 30th. A man calls a cleaning firm, but he's dialed the wrong number. He requires a sex chat line. But the cleaning ladies chance on this unconventional way of earning some extra cash. Visit grovetheatre.co.uk to book. Miles Jupp, on iBang, Alban Arena, St Albans, January 30th. The acclaimed comedian and actor, recently seen in Ridley Scott's film Napoleon, has had quite some time of it of late, including suffering a brain seizure. The experience has left him with a story to tell. Visit alban-arena.co.uk or call 01727 844488 to book. Tring will be hosting a musical gala performance on Saturday evening the 16th of March led by the Tring Music Partnership. Following on from last year's successful gala, Tring Together are proud to present a celebration of music in Tring at the Victoria Hall, Aikman Street, Tring. Performers at the event include Tring Music Partnership, Phoenix Big Band and Zebra Jazz Band, Tring School Swing Band, Musical Theatre Workshop Performers led by Jill Neenan. Ticket prices range from £25 to £10 and can be bought from Fancy That in Tring, cash only, or online via this link, biletto.co.uk forward slash e forward slash Tring hyphen music hyphen partnership hyphen gala hyphen performance hyphen tickets hyphen 929196. Tring Music Partnership was created in June 2021 to get community music back on its feet following the pandemic. Music benefits everyone's mental health and well-being and the Music Partnership wants everyone in the community to have the opportunity to take part in music. Some of the things the Music Partnership does include jazz and musical theatre instrumental workshops, free musical theatre workshops for young people, musical instrument demonstrations and have-a-go sessions for primary schools, connect and support music teachers, music coordinators and community group leaders. Now for some sport, the first half blitz sends Kings to defeat. A devastating burst of three goals inside six first half minutes condemned Kings Langley to a 3-1 defeat at home to Bedford Town on Saturday. Boss Jordan Parks named a completely unchanged side, including substitutes, a somewhat rare event anywhere these days, and the match had an edge to it from the start. When Anthony Ball attempted to shepherd the ball out for a goal kick, he was catapulted into the railings by his opponent. Foul? Caution? Not according to the official who awarded a corner. This was the cue, the six-footers in the Eagles' defence to surround keeper Julius Pazio and Chainbush to head home, almost on the goal line, in the 17th minute. 
Almost immediately, Linton Goss pounced on a shot that came back off the post, and when Pazio punched a corner clearance straight onto the head of Leon Lobjois, the contest was effectively over with just three, 23 minutes gone. Kings then restored some pride in the second period with Louis Collier reducing the arrears with a shot through the keeper's legs after Isaac Pedro's effort was blocked, but a spirited finale was unable to breach a solid defence again and the host could have no complaints at the final whistle. Hemel lose out to the runaway leaders. League leaders Yeovil Town proved too strong for Hemel Hempstead Town on Saturday as they ran out 2-0 winners in Somerset. Sam Pearson struck a goal in each half to seal the points for Yeovil who went 13 points clear at the top with the win. For Hemel it meant they were two points off the playoff places going into Tuesday night's scheduled game at home to Farnborough Town, played after this week's Gazette went to press. The Tudors will then be in home action again on Saturday when relegation threatened Welling United will be the visitors. Berkhamsted meanwhile had a weekend free from action in the SPL Premier Central with no game scheduled. Many other games fell by the wayside due to the frozen weather so Burko remained 14 points from safety. They returned to action on Saturday with a home game against mid-table side Royston Town. Basketball. Storm Avenge Riders defeat. Hemel Storm claimed a comfortable 105-72 victory over Loughborough Riders at the Dome on Saturday. Looking to gain revenge from their opening game defeat to Riders, Storm demonstrated excellent high-intensity team basketball which helped them to extend their lead to a comfortable margin in the closing stages of the game. The statistics emphasised the importance of sharing the basketball, with five members of Storm's roster achieving over 10 points, with Hakeem Silla having an enjoyable night achieving 28 points. The outside shooting presence of Seth Swalve was also evident, registering 20 points, whilst Veron Ease excited the home faithful with his energy and it deserved 11 points. It took Storm 1 minute 55 seconds to get their first points on the board as the team were adapting to new backboards and rings since their last outing at home. Once the first basket went in, Storm looked to gain confidence as they were able to capitalise off the forced turnovers with two threes from Newman and Swolve swiftly following. It was an ominous sign of things to come throughout the game, especially when Vaughan Ease slam-dunked the ball home to assert his authority to the fixture, Storm leading 23-16 at the end of the first. Storm remained focused in the second, despite an initial fight back from Loughborough, leading 46-33 at the break. If both teams were struggling to score the ball before half-time, the situation was certainly the opposite at the start of the third quarter, as the two sides were showcasing a competitive, high-quality display, Storm eventually won it 27-24, going into the final quarter 73-57 up. Storm remained ruthless, a 13-5 scoring run helping their chances of winning the game. Silla was using his skills and experience to constantly create easy finishes under the basket, with all available members of Storm's roster taking a place on the court during the game. The final buzzer sounded with Storm taking a convincing 105-72 win. Overall, an incredibly pleasing display with momentum to take into next weekend's home fixture to Team Newcastle University. 
Tickets are available at www.stormbasketball.net. European Championship for Decorum Fencer by Scott Farlam, Contributor Decorum Fencing Club, Epiist and everyone active sporting champion Rhea Farlam has been selected to compete in Eurochamps. After a tough season of domestic and European competitions, Decorum Fencer Rhea Farlam has been selected to represent Great Britain at the Cadet and Junior European Championship 2024 being held in Naples, Italy in February. Rhea's fencing season has seen her compete in cadet U17 events in the UK, Hungary, Austria, France, Denmark and Slovakia. She is now focusing on the Euro champs in Italy. Rhea will be competing in both the individual competition and the team event with her GB teammates. After the European Championship, she hopes to be selected for the World Championships in April, which is being held in Saudi Arabia. Olympian and Commonwealth Games gold medalist Mark Foster has welcomed a cash boost for Hertfordshire's swimming pools worth more than £310,000. The swimmer joined Under Secretary of State for Sport Stuart Andrew at a Hodgson Leisure Centre to launch the package which the government has said will keep sports facilities open. The money, which will go towards leisure centres in Hodgson, Hemel Hempstead and Berkhamsted, is part of a larger £60 million fund which operators can spend on energy, maintenance and pool chemical costs. England's national swimming body has previously warned that financial pressures on local councils, increased costs and the age of some pools mean that many facilities face an uncertain future. According to Swim England, more than a thousand publicly accessible pools have shut since 2010 and around 1,500 have been open for more than 40 years and are coming to the end of their shelf life. Speaking at the John Warner Sports Centre, Mark Foster told the local democracy reporting service pools are used by an awful lot of people from older generations to younger people learning to swim to competitive swimming club members. Being active and moving is a thing that bodies are supposed to do, especially for people who are not so mobile on land. When you're in the water, you're buoyant and the feeling of gravity gets taken away. If you're able to move and exercise, that releases endorphins and makes you feel good. Everyone needs to learn to swim and it's a life skill. Uh, Continuing uh, cash boosts for local swimming pools. Mr Foster added, the bottom line is that this investment is a step in the right direction. The minister visiting a pool, seeing how much it is used and looking at the running costs behind them is a good thing, so the government can look at how these centres can be self-sufficient. Andrew Ricks runs an active heart, swim and socialise session for people who struggle with their mobility who are referred to his organisation by a GP. Active Hearts runs a series of programmes throughout Broxbourne, Hartsmere and Watford. He said, we've seen a lot of participants who have been in the programme for a number of years reducing their dose of medication. We've seen people who might have been using a walking stick but after the swim sessions are now quite mobile. 
This programme is helping people with their physical health. This all relies on funding, so having funding in place to continue the operation of the swimming pool is crucial. Participant Elaine from Hoddesdon said, I'm riddled with arthritis and this is the only exercise I can do, and it's really helped. I would never have come of my own accord because I have to get out with a lift and I would have been too embarrassed on my own. The Department for Culture, Media and Sport will hand Broxbourne Borough Council 188,000 as part of the scheme. Hemel Hempstead Leisure Centre will receive 75,000 through the programme and £47,000 for Berkhamsted Leisure Centre. According to the department, these are some of the sports centres most at risk of closure or significant service reduction. Mr Andrew said this is the first part of the swimming pool support fund that was announced by the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, in the budget in March. We heard from pools around the country that the cost of heating and maintenance was going up and they needed help and support. We've responded to that and we are announcing the first £20 million of that £60 million fund. News from Kings Langley Football Club. Inspirational skipper reaches milestone Kings Langley FC team captain Gerald Johnson made his 300th appearance for the club in their New Year's Day encounter with Ware. Gerald, 28, joined the Kings in 2016, having come through the ranks at Watford FC. Ahead of the match, he commented, I'm very proud to be able to reach this milestone at this special club. There aren't many players out there now who stay at clubs for long, so I'm proud I've stayed loyal. The first half of this season has been good. Many teams are in the mix and fancying their chances of making the playoffs. Hopefully we can have a strong second half of the season and finish as high up the table as possible. Senior Minister visits hospital and college. Senior ministers were in Watford to visit the hospital and attend roundtable discussions at a college. The Health and Social Care Secretary, Victoria Atkins, toured Watford General's Control Room Emergency Department, the virtual hospital model, and reviewed the plans for the new hospital last week. Mrs Atkins said she was delighted to meet staff at Watford General, adding it was wonderful news that construction for the next hospital is scheduled to start at the end of 2026. Plans for the new site are subject to receiving money promised by the government, but no date has been set for when the funds will be received. Last week also saw West Hearts College host Education Secretary Gillian Keegan and Watford MP Dean Russell on Friday, January 12th. The event highlighted the college's dedication to modern education practices and fostering partnerships with local businesses. Jill Worgan, Principal and Chief Executive at West Hearts College Group, said it was a great opportunity to showcase how investment from government has been utilised to enhance teaching and learning through virtual reality technology, as well as supporting our partnership with the West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust, which will provide new training opportunities to create routes into work for local people. New data has revealed the Hertfordshire primary schools with the highest reading, writing and math scores for 2022-23. to 23. Three schools shared the top spot with 97% of eligible students achieving the expected standard in reading, writing and maths in Key Stage 2. 
They include the Russell School, Harvey Road Primary School and St Dominic Catholic Primary School. These schools were followed by Sheridan's Primary School where 95% of pupils met the standard and Trots Hill Primary and Nursery School and the Lee Primary School and Nursery both with 93%. However, the National Association of Head Teachers said ranking schools is simplistic and doesn't consider the context of the particular cohort or the community it serves. Jewellery and cash stolen. Jewellery and thousands of pounds were stolen during a break-in reported in Kings Langley. On Saturday, January the 13th at around 5.30pm in the street, Chipperfield, a suspected burglary was carried out when a property was broken into. During the burglary, jewellery and thousands of pounds were taken. Hertfordshire Constabulary has released images of jewellery that was taken from the home. Detective Constable Samantha Pearson, who is investigating, said, We are appealing for any witnesses or information following the burglary on Saturday 13th of January. If you have any information that may help our ongoing investigation, please contact me. Counterfeit goods. A man from Hertfordshire has been given a suspended jail sentence after he deliberately sold fake AirPods online. An investigation linked to Adam Owen of Oak Tree Meadows, Horncastle, saw thousands of counterfeit pods seized by the council officers. Estimations from Hertfordshire County Council's Trading Standards team estimate the seized items would have a value in excess of £1 million had they been genuine. Owen was sentenced at Luton Crown Court on Thursday, January 18th, having previously admitted to knowingly selling the knock-off Apple products. He sold the look-alike earphones via his company, ARO Commerce Limited, under the website domain geekswag.co.uk. Owen admitted to having 10,000 more units of counterfeit Apple AirPods that he intended to sell in court. Despite being fake, these items were knowingly retailed at competitive prices targeting unsuspecting consumers, the council discovered. Someone reported Owen to the council in April 2022 and authority officials seized roughly 2,500 pairs of AirPods from a shipping warehouse in Hemel Hempstead. Following an investigation, the council confirmed they were fake. Following Owen's conviction, Hertfordshire's trading standards team is launching confiscation proceedings against the fake trader and both parties will next appear in court on the 17th of May. More on counterfeit goods. Trading standards warn shoppers to be wary of unfamiliar websites that may be selling counterfeit or familiar branded products. Because goods ordered may never arrive, items could be poorly made and not working properly, the safety of the products is unknown, the price may be much lower than a genuine item so you buy a useless bargain, the price may be competitive with genuine products creating the illusion of authenticity and traceability origin and ethical production is unknown. Councillor Maurice Bright said, these fake pods were marketed to unsuspecting customers as if they were genuine AirPods and close to the retail price for genuine items, but were in fact low quality counterfeit products imported from China. By offering counterfeit goods for sale, Mr. Owen sought to dupe unsuspecting customers with his dodgy wares 
My advice to residents when shopping online is to do research before parting with your money. Online reviews may alert you to issues with a seller and consider paying by credit card for the additional protection doing so offers. Those additional few minutes of research when shopping online can often be the difference between being scammed or not. If you think you have been sold counterfeit goods or haven't received goods you have paid for, get in touch with Trading Standards so that we can fully investigate and bring these people to justice. The Council wants to hear from anyone who purchased a pair of branded AirPods or AirPod Pros between the 3rd of May 2021 and the 5th of April 2022 from Owen's website. Its Trading Standards team can be contacted by email on ts underscore scams at hertfordshire.gov.uk This week in history This day on January 1938 the Aurora Borealis Northern Lights were seen as far as London's West End and throughout Western Europe it was due to intense sunspot activity on this day last year, ants can detect the scent of cancer in urine, urine scientists found. On January the 26th, 1841, Hong Kong was proclaimed British Sovereign Territory. On this day last year, Maria Branius Moreira, then aged 115, entered the Guinness Book Record Books as the world's oldest living person after the death of Lucille Randon, who was 118. The key to long life, she revealed, was to stay away from toxic people. On January 27, 1992, Jennifer Flowers accused Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton of being a liar after he denied having a 12-year affair with her. On this day last year, Scottish actor Alan Cumming handed back his OBE, citing the toxicity of empire. On January 28, 1993, the IRA bombed Harrods for the third time in 20 years. Four people were injured. On this day last year, a rare Giacometti chandelier bought for £250 in a London antique shop was set to sell for millions at an auction. On January 29, 1916, Zeppelins bombed Paris for the first time. On this day last year, a rare green comet, seen last around 50,000 years ago, was due to make its closest pass by Earth. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 07.50 and 16.40 respectively. Due to technical issues, this week's recording is shorter than usual. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to, wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill, followed by Play Decorum Talking Newspaper. For those who are listening to this week's news on memory sticks, the amenity and services information follows after the final music. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up firmly, turn the label over and post it back to us at Adyfield Community Centre, the Queen's Square, Hemel Hempstead, 
HP24EW using any Royal Mail postbox. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Jake, your technician for this week. <laughs>